Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Award. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. It says it's going, but your face it is. Is my face gone? Yeah, your face is gone. I have no face. You have no face. <laughs> I know. Well, my screen says I have a face. My screen so. probably just doesn't like your face. That's probably what it boils down well, to. Well, that's not very nice. That's very rude. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wait. Your face is back. Yay. Hey. Yay. <laughs> Figured Cheers. it out. All right. Oh, goodness. So what are we talking about today? <laughs> today, we're talking about being forever alone. Woo! Our favorite. no we're talking about the positivity of that we're talking about being on our own we're about the about the potential about the possibilities of living a fulfilled life about planning and the anticipation of having a future on our own um because you know as much as we like to believe that like the church teaches us that we will you know get married and have a family and not ever be alone because you know that's what we're supposed to do that's not necessarily going to happen because there's not technically one person per person for each like for a marriage yeah like on earth there like technically there isn't heavenly father has a different plan for everyone and sometimes getting married is not a part of that plan for you well i should correct that with an asterisk getting married mm-hmm. in this life is there not we go. the plan for you yeah mm-hmm. and that's okay or maybe it's you know getting married at the very end or maybe it's getting married and then divorced maybe it's you know divorced and widowed it could be it could be a lot of various things mm-hmm. um but the important thing is that not all of us are going to you know go to college and get married in the first semester. Nope. So, <laughs> that's a much more... <laughs> you know, I think we talk about this. I mean, we, you and I have talked about this a lot in and out of the podcast. But like, yeah. <laughs> we, we need to be okay with whatever the Lord's plan is for us. If yeah. it means that you get married at like 22, cool. Go with it. That's what the Lord wanted for you. Do if it. You, Why not? If you get married at 32, cool. If you get married when you're like 72, cool. Do it. Go forth. Be happy. Mm -hmm. You never get married. It's fine. Sometimes it just doesn't happen for us and we need to be happy about it and okay with it and not Mm -hmm. dwelling on the things that we don't have. We can look at amazing people like Sherry Dew and Barbara Thompson and even, um, President Nelson's wife, Wendy Peterson Nelson, who didn't get married until she was in her 50s. Like, Mm -hmm. we can look at these people as great examples of living a fulfilled life alone and learning from them. Exactly. Yeah. So that's basically what today's episode is going to be about. And yeah, exactly. We have touched on this before, but we wanted to do another one about basically planning on being alone. Like, just the expectation of, okay, let's expect this may never happen and let's learn to be okay with it because you know what that is okay and I remember going through a really weird phase when I was like in my early teens because I was like oh humanity sucks you know just like the early onset of anxiety and depression uh where like humanity is the worst and I'm never gonna get married that hasn't changed too much let's be real because humanity is pretty rough and (laughs) yeah 
It's 2020, you guys. If you haven't seen the worst <laughs> of humanity this year, I don't think you're ever going to. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, like, and even through college, as I saw, like, I mean, I looked back and the major, like, 95% of all my roommates have got, I think that's even, no, all but, like, one or two of my roommates have gotten married now. Okay, and I've had a ton of roommates, okay, you guys, a ton of roommates, and they've all gotten married, and I'm just, like, I know, like, I'm not, like, the cutest or the smartest, but I'm also not the dumbest or the ugliest, so, like, I definitely could have had my opportunities, so how am I still single after all this time? Honestly, like, same. Every <laughs> I'm not kidding. Every single one of my mission companions, except for one, has gotten married. Mm-hmm. Every single one of my college roommates except for three have gotten married and that includes two girls who both came out as lesbians a few years ago and have subsequently gotten married so oh my gosh good for them but like unbelievable <laughs> <laughs> right see yeah like that's the thing like how are they all doing so good for themselves like it's ridiculous And so that's the thing. So at this point, like, I mean, as I mean, yeah. Okay. So I'm nearing my thirties. You're in your thirties now. And I would love to still get married. Like if that comes, then great. So be it. But if it never comes also great. So be it. And it's at this point where I need, I want, I do have the mentality that, okay, that's great. I will just plan on being single. I am single. I'm not going to like wait and keep waiting and put my life on hold for a husband. You know, what's funny is, so my older sister is also single. And yesterday she told me that she, um, she got approved to test the um, COVID vaccine in North Carolina. And I was like, honestly, this is the perfect time for you to do it because you live alone. Like she has Mm -hmm. no roommates. She lives completely alone. Yeah. You really don't have to worry about, passing it on to someone if like the vaccine actually ends up making you contract the virus so like it's kind of ideal mm-hmm. for you and she there you goes, go. she's like honestly you know when I prayed to know if this was the right thing for me to do I asked the Lord for two things I said one if I'm supposed to die from COVID let it be from this vaccine that I'm testing <laughs> so that way they know that this is not the one that works uh-huh <laughs> there you <laughs> go she goes, but also make sure that I live long enough so that I know that Tracy will be taken care of in the sense that she gets married and then I can die knowing that she'll be fine and not oh left to gosh. her own devices. And I was like, Jessica, you don't have to worry about me. If you die and I'm left alone, I'm just going to take up drinking and then I'll always have my demons to keep me company. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I hate you so much. Oh, no. Oh, no. So yeah. Oh yikes. So even <laughs> even my older sister who is single has that same mentality of like, I really just want you to find someone and get married and be happy. And I'm right? like, bitch, you're single too. Stop. <laughs> All right. So would you like to read some of the thoughts that you shared before we jump into this? Oh yes, let's do that. So in the church, we usually we already have the expectations of a spouse, especially if we've obeyed the commandments. If everyone says that we're perfect for someone and our patriarchal blessing, 
especially in our patriarchal blessings, says that we'll have someone in our lives. And that one always gets to me. Most patriarchal blessings do say that we're going to have someone in our lives. And that just like gets me because it could mean that it's going to happen in this life or the next. But we always we always think about it happening in this life. I remember graduating college and then being like, okay, what else am I supposed to do? Because I knew I was supposed to graduate college. I know I should be an educated woman, especially in the church. Like I know that was supposed to be, that was part of my patriarchal blessing. But then I was like, well, now I'm educated. I have a degree. Now I should get married, but I didn't get married. And like all my friends are basically getting married. And I was like, I didn't actually think I'd have like a real like, job or anything like maybe a little one for a little bit but then I you know kind of like do some side work and then you know stay home and have babies like just pretty much what most women do in the church um and it just made me really really reconsider everything that I had going on in my life and what I wanted to do with my life since then um I've had the chance to look more inwardly at myself on who I want to be and in the moment and in the future. And since then, I've just gotten out of that mentality of like, okay, I need to stop waiting for a husband because I've made this life my own and I have claimed it. We consider in the church sometimes that the only way to reach the top is to have a family and children. That's the only top. That's the only way to reach the top tier in the celestial kingdom. But the Lord isn't going to create a difficult path without the right opportunities. It's like in other churches where they say that those who never knew the truth will go straight to hell. It's not like that here. We will have the opportunities given to us in the right time. And it's not like we'll have no options. The Lord knows each one of us and knows what we need and who we need. But right now, he knows that we can be doing other things with our time. We need to take into consideration that marriage doesn't happen for everyone in this life. And I really like what you always say, Tracy, about the how many years of dating? A thousand years of dating. That's what the millennium is. Yes. So honestly, if we don't marry in this lifetime, that's okay because we'll be given another opportunity. A thousand years of being set up on dates by Chris Harrison and it's real life bachelor. I mean, what more could you ask for? (laughs) That's true. That's Uh, true. Yeah. And who's to say that like you won't find that person on the other side in between death and the millennium in the second coming. That's true. Like you're going to be up there mingling with spirits teaching people doing things you could meet someone there too like there are many opportunities to meet people whether you're alive or dead i'm just i'm just imagining like the moment you die like someone walks up to you like with big eyes and they're like i've been watching you and i think you're the coolest person ever and let's get married (laughs) and you're like i'm sorry what i'm just i'm just imagining like a stalkerish moment in heaven like tracy imagine the moment you die you get up to heaven or whatever it's like, it's going to be like RuPaul's closet. <laughs> and then this, this attractive Chris Evans lookalike comes up because he's, or maybe it is Chris Evans. And he's like, cause he passed before you somehow in the, in an accident or something. I mean, men usually die younger than women. So it's, yeah. Fun. Yeah. So he's like, Hey, I've been watching you for the last couple of years and I've got us. I've, I've read through your book of life and this is the weirdest thing, and you're just like, but I'm down for it. I'm down, yeah. <laughs> okay, why not? Like weird, but you're like, okay, why not? Yeah. I'll take a soccer in heaven. I'm done. I'm like Chris Evans, take me any day of the week. All right. Anyways, so what we want to cover today is four things. So we Kaylee did a lot of research. Props to Kaylee. 
we kind of broke this down into four things because obviously we could sit here and just be like, you're great, you're single, blah, 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 and give you like that kind of hollow pep talk that people probably give you all the time whenever you're sad about being single. But we wanted to give you like manageable things that you can focus on and work on while you're single that will help you plan your future alone in a happy way, not in a sad, miserable, I'm going to die alone way. Right. They're they're productive attributes and tasks for you to work on to help you cultivate a way of living as a single person. Living and thriving. Yes. All right. So they are one. Don't dwell on what you don't have. Be grateful for the journey that you're on. Two, redefine success for yourself. Three, find and build your own family in the non-traditional way. And four, take care of yourself. So those are our four things, and we're going to break down each topic like we always do. So the first one is don't dwell on what you don't have. Be grateful for the journey that you're on. Exactly. Yes. And I like this. There is an article from the Ensign in 2004, which is seen beyond single. So the Bible tells us to everything, there's a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse one. Then Elder Dallin H. Oaks of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles has stated the Lord has his own timetable. Like we've discussed many times before. (laughs) Back to the quote. Like other important mortal events that depend on the agency of others or the will and timing of the Lord. Marriage cannot be anticipated or planned with certainty. The Lord knows when it will be our time. Until then, my single friends and I are responsible for trying to align our will with the Lord's by working to develop our spirituality. We do this by seeking to learn and grow from our trials. As a result, some of the most humble spiritual people I know are single. I believe they are a great asset to the kingdom of God. Preach. Heck yes. Yeah, so I personally really love that. I think, and I and you're going to see this a lot throughout this post, but honestly, one of the things I've noticed a lot is that single people have a lot more time to work on themselves. I know a lot of people like to represent that as something selfish because they do have the time to focus on themselves. But that's also a really good thing. We have the time to to help ourselves learn and to grow. I mean, yes, babies and families and husbands and wives are great. Like there's nothing there is nothing wrong with families. Mm -hmm. But if you do have the time to continuously work on yourself, then you might as well continue to cultivate your skills and like everything that you can about yourself. I feel like when you get married young and have kids young, you're Mm -hmm. kind of forced into a situation where you have to change quickly. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you're single, the same change happens, but it happens gradually over time when Mm -hmm. you personally realize the things that you need to change as those things come up. So like, for example, patience. If you Mm -hmm. get married at 19 and start having kids, you're immediately faced with the possibility that you have zero patience and now you have to grow patience very, very quickly because you not only have to deal with a spouse, but you now have to deal with babies mm-hmm. and figuring out how to be patient and have patience with all of that happening around you. Whereas exactly in your case and in my case, we're older, we're single, and patience is something that we've been constantly working on because we realize it in spurts. 
we mm-hmm. realize like, oh, I'm really struggling with being patient with my roommate. And then we uh-huh. start working on it that way. Or I'm being really hard headed at work and I'm having a difficult time being patient with my coworkers. And so you start working on it again. And the growth happens, it just happens in phases. So I feel like being single gives you that opportunity to really reflect and take time to think about the things that you need to work on. Whereas when you get married and have kids early and quickly, you're just kind of thrown into that situation and expected to like float and change and survive instead. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. And I mean, I, in either case, whether with you, whether you have a family or you are single, we're always responsible for trying to align our will with the Lord's in developing our spirituality. And I think we just have a little bit more time to be more conscious of, of that when we are single. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really exciting for us. And, you know, t- in response to your um, the selfish comment, mm-hmm. is it a little selfish that we get to focus on ourselves? Yeah, it is. It is a little selfish. I'm not going to lie. It's a little selfish. But we're allowed to be selfish when we're single because we don't have to be responsible for anyone else. Yeah. We have that opportunity to really be selfish and figure out what we like, what we don't like, who mm-hmm. we are, who we're trying to become what qualities we want to work on and where we want to go in a selfish way because we're not planning for another person. Mm -hmm. So is it selfish? Yes. Is it a good kind of selfish? Yeah, because I'm Mm -hmm. planning my life as a single Mm -hmm. person. I'm not planning with the caveat that I'm going to have a husband that doesn't exist. Mm. So exactly, exactly. Be selfish a little bit. Just a wee bit. All right. Okay. So also, okay. So straight up continuing that, there's another great article in the Enzyme in 2008, an article that is titled "Single and Steadfast Lessons in Hope." It reads that in today, in day-to-day living, we can also remind ourselves of all that is good in our lives amid that which is difficult. Making time for things we enjoy, maintaining our sense of humor, and cultivating healthy habits of exercise, good nutrition, and adequate sleep promote positive feelings. Additionally, we can replace negative feelings with active efforts to cope, plan, and work on our concerns interspersed with more passive times of of diversion, fun, and relaxation. And I think that just kind of like continues to add on. It's like, it's not a bad thing to, you know, if we want to call it being selfish, then let's call it being selfish. Like we have the time to work on ourselves and we can build healthy habits because we have the time to take care of ourselves. And if we have that time, then we might as well use it to take care of the bodies that we have been blessed with in this lifetime. And we do need to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves. So that's one of the things that we're trying to be focusing on is being grateful for the journey that we are on. I like this next bit, which comes from a Time Magazine article. Mm -hmm. It's called The Benefits of Being Single. So this quote says, being in a relationship isn't always the optimal choice for everyone. If we think of three options, one option is to be happy when you're single. Another option is to be unhappy in a relationship. Another option is to be unhappily single. Being single and happy seems like the only viable option for someone who's looking for love and is not finding it. In order to truly become happily single, practice mindfulness. So much of happiness has to do with living in the present moment, and doing this will enrich other aspects of your life too. You can strengthen your friendships. You can get clear on what's important to you. You have a lot of freedom. You can design your best day. If you're spending your single time ruminating about how you're going to meet someone or what's wrong with you, you miss that opportunity. So you really want to be single with a smart headspace. This kind of just emphasizes 
the selfishness bit that we were talking about earlier, that Mm -hmm. our happiness doesn't come from what's down the road. It comes from what we're experiencing right now. Mm -hmm. So if you are single and you're miserable, figure out why. Why can't you be happy alone? What is preventing you from being your best self as a single person? What is holding you back from living every single day like it's the best day ever? What can you do to work on that? What can you do to have joy in your life moment to moment instead of dreaming about what's going to happen five, six, seven years down the road? Exactly. And there's definitely there is definitely a difference between being alone and being lonely, because being alone just means that you are on your own technically without someone else being lonely. It means a feeling of actively wishing you were with someone else then that is a negative emotion that you're feeling. And that's something that is, yeah, not something that we like to feel, which can happen when you are alone, but not necessarily always happens. And and either of those can happen when whether or not you are an introvert or an extrovert. I think back to the new adaptation of Little Women by Greta yes. Gerwig. Oh my when, God, I love it so much. I mean, no spoilers. You know what? Never mind, because that book has been around since like the 1800s. So screw spoiler alert, whatever. I don't care. Read a book. But in the Mm -hmm. Greta Gerwig adaptation, like Joe March is up in the attic of her house and she's talking to her mom as she finds out that like Amy has gotten engaged to Lori. And she's just so distraught because she's done all of these amazing things and she's fulfilling her life the way that she wanted to. But she feels so lonely. Yes. And it's not until the end of the movie where she realizes that she's not alone. Like, she may not be married like her sisters are, or she may not have, like, a family of her own and whatever. All of those other material, traditional 1800s things, or even, (laughs) you know, today things. Mm -hmm. But, like, she's fulfilled her life in a way that can't be replaced. Right. There are other ways to fulfill your life, and that's what she was learning. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's such an important lesson for us to remember and to learn, not just from that movie, but like from everything in life that you are so much more than just a marriage license or a wedding ring or somebody else's last name attached to yours. Like you are so much more than that. And you have so much more to offer the world than just getting married. You were born as a single person and you can be a complete person on your own. If the Lord meant for us to be a complete person by being married, then he would have already given us that when we were born. He wants us to be complete people on our own. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be a marriage of like, you complete me, I complete you. It should be, we are two complete people who are coming together. Mm -hmm. So find a way to complete yourself as a single person. Uh (laughs) Be whole. Well, really, okay, the way I've been also been thinking about it more and more lately is that the only way to really become complete within the gospel is through the use of the atonement. We become whole through the atonement. So that's not even in regards to a spouse. Our completion comes through the use of the atonement once we're clean of all of our sins, right? And then we can go to heaven, our celestial kingdoms. If you want to go to the highest tier of the celestial kingdom, then you need to tag team it. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of need the buddy system for that. Yeah. Or your exit buddy. Yeah. Like what, however you want to call it. So like I, I've decided I don't like the word completion lately. It's like yeah, I, I've recently gone to the 
to the concept of like I just I can't work with that. Yeah, I do believe that there are certain people that you will connect a lot better with, but ultimately the concept of completion is through the use of the atonement. So continuing this, we're going to go to the next part, which is redefining success for yourself. So we've already been talking about this a lot because we're just (laughs) forward thinkers. Basically, the bottom line is take time to figure out what you really want out of your life. Mm -hmm. Be selfish. Yeah. Yeah, So basically, when you're thinking about how everyone sees success today, like there's a concept of the American dream, you know, Mm -hmm. your house, your white picket fence, the dog, a family, you know, what is it? Two and a half kids. So you're going to rip that up, toss it out, and then recreate it. You can make a dream board. You can make a vision board. You can do whatever you want. But you're going to, like, recreate your idea of success. So doing other things to define success is um, is also really good. Like, being able to be uh, financially independent, that's yeah. not super um, – it's, it's not, like, a super static thing. Yeah, so it's not, like, something you can just, like, super write off. You can't check it off a list. It's yeah. something that's continuously evolving. Exactly. Yeah. So that those are things that I've been trying to add to my own idea of success. So becoming financially independent, that's very important to me. Um, and then working on my own uh, spiritual foundation and having that stabilize and continually growing into it is very important to me as well. That's how I de- term my spiritual success. Um, what are other things? Being able to travel is very important to me. Um, I like to term it as being able to visit a new city and a new country um, once a year. That's how I term it. So, I mean, if I don't get to do it, then that sucks. But at least that's my goal for once a year. And then that's something that technically never ends. Mm -hmm. Um, So those are my ideas of success. And then I also try to like, I also try to make smaller goals as well and smaller terms of of success and trying to be kind to others, um, standing up for, people who can't stand up for themselves and trying to be more aware of other things. Yeah, I think that's perfect. And it flows so perfectly into this quote by Dr. Jenny Tates, a clinical psychologist and author of How to Be Single and Happy. She says, this is the critical time to figure out who you are and what you stand for. Being single is your chance to figure out your own personal mission statement. Being single is the perfect time to reassess who you are and where you want to be in life. What changes do you want to make? What classes, associations, or new attitudes would you like to develop? You now have the time and the ability to focus on the one consistent factor that will create the change you're seeking, yourself. I absolutely love that so much. Okay, and then it also reminds me, I was watching a TikTok video of this guy talking about um a i think his sister who made a tiktok video of herself refurbishing making her own nightstand no her like it was a nightstand it was like a mini table for her plants and he was talking about how like men you do want an independent woman because they are the best but the only thing is that they don't need you independent people are the best people to be with because they already know who they are they know their wants they know their needs they know who they are the only thing is, is that if you're not ready to take that on, then you're not going to have any luck with them because they're not going to wait around and mess around with things because they can't take care of themselves. 
They can build what they need. They can buy what they need. They can do whatever they need for their own lives. They're not going to play around and just sit around and mess around with what they don't want or need. Exactly. When you know what you want, what you need, and what you value, when you are self-aware, that spills over into every relationship that you have, not just romantic ones. It spills over into every single relationship. So that way you know that you're bringing honesty. You're going to be, I just, ugh. I don't have words, but yes, I agree like a hundred percent with what you said, Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Like if you are self-aware and if you're independent and you know everything that you need and you can provide and give in your own life on your own, then you are already coming to the table fully prepared and ready for any mm-hmm. kind of relationship. Exactly. Yeah. So that's one of the, I honestly, it's one of the best things that any person can do for themselves, whether, whether or not they are currently single or not, whether they are, I mean, even if they're not single right now, like everyone needs to be doing this for themselves. Honestly, they need to know how to define success for themselves. They need to know how to take care of themselves. I mean, I remember my dad sitting all of my sisters down on a Saturday morning. He's like, you're going to learn how to take care of a sink drain right now because all y'all have like long hair and you have to know how to get your hair out of the strain because if they clog out, I'm clog up again. I'm not doing this. And I was like, this is so cool. And my sisters were like, this sucks. And then like five years later, I was like, dad, teach me how to, mow, how to mow the lawn. I don't want, I don't want to have to make a knee man have to do this for me. Like, I, and I mean, was I annoyed when my mom gave me a cookbook for Christmas and college? Yes, but like, <laughs> I make my own food now, so there is that. You need it. Yes. <laughs> so honestly, like, it, it just made me think of my favorite drag queen. <laughs> she yeah. says, "I love myself, but I hate the way that I am." <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> anyway. So. <laughs> Thank you, Trixie Mattel. Okay. So oh my gosh. the next one is find and build your own family in a non-traditional way. This yes. one is my 100% my favorite. So good. About being single. Um, so I'm going to start with my RuPaul quote. Do it. Because I feel like you all need some RuPaul knowledge up in here. Yes. As an avid, obsessive watcher of <laughs> Paul's Drag Race, I'm going to drop some knowledge on you all. It's time for y'all to start watching this show. Um, so RuPaul frequently says, as gay people, we get to choose our family. We are all family here. Now, personally, I think that's 100% true for single people as well. We find family wherever we are. And I personally think that I have found more support in the friends that I've made over the last 10 years as a single person than I ever could have possibly imagined. I have friends like Kaylee and others who truly know me and understand everything I'm going through and are there to support me in every way possible. And I think that when we say that we don't have a family of our own as single adults, we're really doing a disservice to ourselves because of the friends that we're making and keeping in our lives are our family and they are the family that we need in the time that we need them the most. Agreed. There are so many of us who are going through all the same things like to ignore, to ignore that is ignoring each other 
and is basically ignoring ourselves. Like we can't be doing that to one another. We're all going through so many of the same things and that's just, that's hurtful. Like we're going, we're all going through so much. We need to be supporting one another. We yeah. need to be holding close to one another during this time. And I, and I think that's something important that we already are trying to share throughout the church, like that we're supposed to hold to each other. And I don't know. I feel like we're always saying like, oh, you should like, you know, talk to the bishop when you're having your problems. So you should talk to this person. But it's like, no. turn to each other. Like, yeah. hello. That's what Relief Society is for. Like I had a friend over last Literally. night. I, had... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know. And then, I mean, I don't know how much of this you want to share, Tracy, but I had Whitney over last night. Um, okay. So me, Nicole and Whitney were talking last night and we were like, and I made the same. I was going to say that our word is awesome, but then I changed it to, nope, just our Relief Society. Our Relief Society is one of the best <laughs> that I have ever been a part of because we are so awesome and we try so hard to take care of each other. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to stay connected. And I mean, I know we lost all of our CPs, but for the girls who are locals, like we try, we do try to stay connected. There's, there are like a ton of us who still reach out to one another and we are doing our best to take care of one another. And especially because most of us don't have family here or anything, like we're doing what we can to stay afloat, you know, to check in with one another because we all know how hard, especially right now, is for everyone. It's yeah. a lot to deal with. I think sometimes we get very wrapped up in the traditional ways of handling things in the church of like yes. both the traditional and also the like societal norm ways of handling things, <laughs> which is annoying because yes. like from our like society, society tells us to just like shut up, do things on your own and figure it out. Right. Our tradition in the church tells us like ask for a blessing or go talk to the bishop if you're having problems. But it never mm. focuses on the fact that you never know who around you is experiencing the thing that you need to talk about in the exact moment that it's happening to you. Right. And there have been so many experiences that I've had over the last, like, I'm just going to use the last two years of me being the Relief <laughs> Society president. Uh -huh. where, like, I know that I went through so many things specifically because there were other sisters in the ward who were going to go through the exact same things yeah. just a few months later. And oh they would be able to turn to me and talk to me about those things. And I would be yeah. able to talk to them about those things. And then we would get through those things together. You need to take time to really think about the people around you. If the people around you are able to have those hard conversations with you about your dreams, your passions, your insecurities, everything like that, those are the people that you need to keep in your life. And those are the people that are your family. Those mm -hmm. are the people that care the most about you. If you aren't able to have those conversations with people, they are not your family and they might not even be your real friends. Mm -hmm. Like, do some hard introspection at the people that are in your life and develop those relationships that become a support network. Exactly. Yes. I think we, the church is one of the, one of our church's biggest main highest values is the family. Mm -hmm. But sometimes all we look at the family is, you know, the mother, the father and the children. But what we don't take into consideration is what you just said is the families that we make along the way. And sometimes those are the families that we need to focus on the most because they're the ones that mean the most to us, that are, that are going to impact us the most, that are going to do the most for us along the way. Because I have seen families that get 
torn up over doctrine, over other things. I have seen families leave, break apart for various reasons, and it is the saddest, worst thing. And I mean, it, it shouldn't be happening, but it does. And then what? Then you need to find people who you can make into your own family. Mm-hmm. And we can't just be like trying to force the, those families back together. We can't just say, hey, you hate each other, but we're going to pretend you're a family anyways. That's not how it works. You need to work on building the family that works best for you. Exactly. And, you so, know, I think it's it's funny to think that there is such an emphasis on the family, but like what happens when your family is the one that's falling apart? Who do you mm-hmm. turn to at that moment? Exactly. Who do you talk to when your family is a complete disaster and like breaking apart bit by bit? Like, what do you do in that oh, time? That's yeah. When you go and you turn to those friendships that you have and you confide in them and you know that you can trust them because they're also your family. I always think about this because I mean, like, you know, most of you know by now, like my family life is not the best. Mm-hmm. My dad yeah, died when I was in college. My mom went off the deep end a few years ago and mm-hmm. my sister and I are pretend orphans now. Um, but yeah. as like as dark <laughs> and sad as that sounds, like I know that I have people in my life that really love and care about me that are like my age. But I also know that like a lot of my closest friends' parents are like yeah. my extra parents as well. And they all check in on me and I you know, wish them happy Father's Day and happy Mother's Day. So, like, we're all able to find family wherever we are. We just have to remember that they may not be in the traditional sense of family. Exactly. Exactly. And I and I think it matches exactly with what the Inside article that I shared er, uh, earlier, the s- single and steadfast lessons and hope that, that it says um, that these friends feel like family members because we confide in them, because they stand by us in times of trouble, and because we trust them with our feelings. Building these connections b- reduces isolation and provides support for working through difficult times. Like, we need those. Emotional sustenance comes from those who support us, travel with us, pray for us, and know us deeply. Like, we need those. And they can come, these cultivated relationships can come from anyone. Whether or not it's literally parents and siblings, but also roommates, married and single friends, church members of all ages, neighbors, coworkers, anyone and everyone. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many potential people, like especially when this quarantine started, I had so many people reaching out to me, especially once I once I was like good from my job. I had a ton of people reaching out to me and everything. And it felt really good to know that I was not alone, that I had a really good support system. And that has still continued to this point to have people checking in with me. And it continues to feel really good to know that I am not really alone, that there are people who do care that I can reach out to if anything is going on. And I do turn to other people, such as Tracy um, and others for other, you know, non-traditional things. At this point, <laughs> if you don't have a family and you might not have other friends, Kaylee and I are your family now. So yes, we'll be your mothers. Got you. <laughs> Drink <Yeah>. water, <laughs> eat your vegetables, go hydrate, do it. Um, so the last one is take care of yourself, and we need to find love yes. and acceptance in ourselves. Learn yes. how to love yourself. If you didn't do get it. that. You didn't get that from our last episode when we talked about physical and spiritual glow-ups, then we're just going to reiterate pretty much everything right now. Yes. Again, as RuPaul would say, 
If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Okay, so this definitely came from myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to quote myself in these notes. Do it. Um, Basically, we've already said it, but just reemphasizing, take time to get to know yourself and take care of yourself. And I don't mean exclusively physically taking care of yourself, like exercising and eating healthy. I mean taking care of your whole self. Mm -hmm. See a therapist. Create SMART goals for you to accomplish during the week or during the year or whatever, like Kaylee had explained earlier. Mm -hmm. Try new things that you've always wanted to try with a partner, quote unquote. Just do the things by yourself. Don't wait for someone to do it with you. Travel. Figure out what makes you who you are. Study new things. Improve yourself daily. Like really take time to invest in yourself. And when you invest time in yourself, you will be more able to reinvest time into other people, just like airplane oxygen masks. You got to put yours on before you help other people. And you need to be able to take care of yourself before you are expected to take care of other people. Love yourself. For real. And remember, it's okay to be alone. Like being single doesn't necessarily mean to be be mean to be lonely in that time magazine it talks about how experts say that you can actually gain an appreciation for time alone i mean not only did i go through the middle school and high school years being homeschooled which meant i was home quite a lot of the time which meant i basically just burned myself on books but i also like went through a few semesters of either working a lot or just like spending time on my own and not being social at all and just enjoying times to take walks and finding a lot of hobbies that don't include me taking doing things with other people. Like, I enjoy my alone time. Uh, there's quotes in the Times article that say that it's liberating to discover that we can enjoy our own company. Being content in our own company frees us from the need to chase others. When we learn to enjoy being alone, we become more selective about the company we choose. Meaning, spending time with only those to improve our lives and contribute to our well-being. Thank you. You're welcome. I got you. <laughs> Ashes don't translate verbally. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. All right. And then it continues. Uh, solitude breeds self-reflection and self-reflection breeds confidence. Absolute solitude is almost impossible when you're in a partnership. We always have our partner in our thoughts. And this confidence cultivated in solitude will eventually trickle into all of your relationships. And I really like that. So like Tracy said, you need to get time to know yourself and to take care of yourself. It's something that you have to learn to do. It's not something that you instantly know how to do. It's just so important that people understand that it is okay to, you know, like go to the movies by yourself. That is so refreshing. Oh, I love it. Like, it is so great. Like people look at me so weird sometimes. I'm like, you've never lived if you've never gone to the theaters alone and just like never had like anyone on either side of you. And it's just, oh, luxury. It is possible to have fun by yourself. And I think that's a very important lesson that a lot of people still need to learn because I've seen people in partnerships struggle with that because they're like, okay, I don't want to do that because my partner doesn't want to do that. And they hesitate with a lot of things and they struggle to know who they are when they're not with that person. Mm -hmm. And so the better you know who you are, the better you are if slash when you are in a partnership. Don't put off things that you have always wanted to try just because you're single. Don't put them off until you get a partner. Do them alone. 
I promise you will be so happy and you will feel so fulfilled and so proud of yourself for doing those things on your own. It's amazing. Straight up. I would like to bear my testimony that I went to Ireland on a solo trip because I was tired of waiting for a husband to go with me. And it was the best thing I have ever done. Yeah. So there. Yes. So (laughs) in conclusion, we're going to go back and just read those things again. So again, (laughs) number one, don't dwell on what you don't have. Be grateful for the journey that you're on. Two, redefine success for yourself. Three, find and build your own family in a non-traditional way. And four, take care of yourself. So remember, married people in the church sometimes, more often than not, forget what it was like trying to find a spouse. Some of them got married super young, so they never really had that time to be single and figure out life alone or figure out how to navigate a marriage-centric church as an unmarried person. We have to remember that they have the best intentions at heart and they want us to be happy like they are happy. But it is our job as single adults in the church to explain that our happiness is not solely tied to being married. Amen. We are able to find happiness and fulfillment in other ways. Exactly. People don't understand that around you. Reiterate it over and over and over until they finally comprehend it. If they can. Um, and then President Thomas S. Monson shared in the 2008 General Conference, he said that let us relish life as we live it, find joy in the journey, and share our love with it, with friends and family. One day each of us will run out of tomorrows. A realization of what is most important in life goes hand in hand with gratitude for our blessings. We have been given so much in this life that not only should we not take it for granted, but we also should not be wasting it, waiting for some person who just isn't there for us right now. We need to be enjoying the time that we've been given because this is a precious gift. This is a journey that we accepted um, and wanted and desired from our Heavenly Father, and we shouldn't be putting it on hold in the hopes and expectation that someone is going to come rescue us and take care of us for the rest of our lives. We don't. We could get married tomorrow, or we could get married in the next life, or maybe not at all. And that is okay. It's okay because we can still live a very fulfilled life here on this earth. Yeah, I love what you shared. Relish life as you live it. Be happy now. Don't wait to be happy in the future when you finally have a wife or a husband and six kids and a house, whatever. Be happy now as a single person. Find joy in who you are right now. And if you can't find joy in who you are right now, go to a therapist and they will help (laughs) you to find joy in who you are right now. It's not easy. It's not easy to find joy immediately. And it doesn't come immediately. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of work to find true happiness as a single person. But I promise that it's there, it's possible, and it's totally worth it. Like Kaylee and I, we have our moments where we're like, I'm so tired of being single <laughs> so and, dating, and dating all of these trash. It's the worst. <laughs> like, we have our moments, but ultimately Kaylee and I have worked really hard to find joy in being single. And mm-hmm. we know that it's possible for you. If we can do it, then you can too. And mm-hmm. we are here with you every step of the way. Just remember, you're not defined by your yeah, yeah by your marital status. It's just mm-hmm. it's like your hair color. Yeah, basically, like 
can change any time. Yeah. <laughs> it can change at any point. And if it doesn't, that's okay. Just do whatever you can with the life that you have. Because there is so much more to your life. There is so much more you can do. Live your life. Make your friends. Rebuild your family. And have fun. Because life is a journey. And we should be living it up. Amen. In the immortal world. In the immortal world. <laughs> the world. The world. Of in the <laughs> words of RuPaul. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> we appreciate you. You're awesome. We are your mothers now. So go get some water and take a nap. And eat your vegetables. Yeah. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye.